0: Hello, Jack here, and I bet you were expecting that big dramatic trailer to introduce the episode, and don't worry, it is coming. I just wanted to interrupt the usual broadcast to let you know about the Mockbusters Blockbuster Giveaway. Yes, that's right, we're running a competition. Have you ever dreamed of trying your hand at being a voice actor, or perhaps you just want to pimp out your Zoom setup with a really, really nice quality microphone? Well... Now you can because Mockbusters are giving away a Rode NT1A microphone set. It's worth over 150 pounds and you can get your hands on it free of charge and you only have to do these simple steps. Give us a like on the socials at Mockbusters Pod on Insta, Twitter or Facebook and get on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. You'll be entered into the draw and we'll pick a random winner at the end of September. Ooh, exciting stuff. But I won't keep you any longer.
1: Here's the episode. In a world of remakes, reboots, and really bad films. Two voice actors set out to restore light to the darkness. Get ready for... Mockbusters. But just one second, this is a comedy podcast. In each episode, our dynamic duo will be given a random genre, some film titles, and just a few
0: short hours to put together the ultimate trailer for their creation. But by gosh, there's a twist. They'll also be receiving wild and wacky demands from their
1: executive producers, which they are contractually obliged to abide by. So will their movie be thrown out as trailer trash or awarded the prestigious title of Mockbuster? Please welcome your hosts, Jack Ayres and Matthew Biddulph!
0: Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Mockbusters. How are you doing Matt? Still bitter. It's still It still hurts. It feels exactly the same. As when Stoke spanked Nottingham Forest 4-1. And that's how it feels being a 4-1 scoreline here. That's how it feels. Well, you know, the Wild West of Gloucester is a cruel mistress. That it is. That it is. It takes no prisoners. Let's just quickly go over what we had previously. Yep. On week one, we had fantasy. Mm -hmm. Then we had horror. Then documentary. Then crime. And then last week, of course, we had Western. Well remembered. Well, should we see what we've got then?
2: Yeah, go on then.
0: It's a big one. Oh, what is it? What genre have we got?
1: Sci-fi. <laughs> sci-fi.
0: Ooh. There's a lot of scope with sci-fi, isn't there? Because obviously you got time travel and space travel and just anything you can argue is because of science, basically. You can indeed. So what titles have we got? So... I'm going to turn to the plot device here. But um, we're going to try something a bit different this week, aren't we, Jack? We are. So normally we were having six randomly generated titles by a good old plot device. But this week we're demoting him slightly. He's only going to get five choices. And we're going to fill up that sixth slot with suggestions from you, the audience. So the way this is going to work is I've taken a selection of them and I've numbered them. And I'm going to get Matt, after we've drawn the five from the plot device, to pick a number... And that number is going to correspond to the final film title that we have to work with this week. So thank you very much for those people that have already sent in titles. Do we get this show on a roll? Let's do this. Okay, Plot Device, what you got for me? Ah, okay, (laughs) okay. We've got some delicious broken ones this week, Jack. Great, my favourite. We've got some very, very genre-appropriate ones as well, though. So I'm going to start reading them off now. So title number one, Angel of new earth wow very sci-fi yeah yeah we Look can work could work with that one title number two and i don't know what's happened here so i'll tell you the title and i'll tell you why it's a bit broken blind by my planet however blind for some reason is spelt with two d's okay i don't know if that's a misspelling of blinded by my planet or they've just spelled blind, blind wrong blind, blind, blind by, by my by planet, planet. Title number three, some storms. Some storms. Just some storms. (laughs) Just some storms. Just some storms. Title number four, the souls of the boyfriend. The souls of the boy. More souls. More souls. The souls of the boyfriend. The souls of the boyfriend, yeah.
2: And then title number five, woman in the husband.
0: Woman in the husband.
2: Woman in the husband. (laughs) Okay.
0: Woman in the husband. I'm seeing like a kind of anatomy park. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a dwindling birth situation, isn't it? Yeah. So now we've got our five titles from the plot device. Thank you very much. It's time for us to draw our audience suggestion. So, Matt, I'm going to put you in charge of this. Okay. If that's all right. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a choice of seven this week that I've shortlisted from the suggestions we've had in. Okay, okay. I need you to pick a number between one and seven And that will correspond to our final film title. Okay. Any numbers beckoning you? Well, with this being episode six, I'm going to roll with that. So I'm going to say six. Well, again, you've you've picked one that's pretty suitable for the genre. The title that you have selected from the audience is Postcard from Pluto. Postcard from Pluto? That's a cracking suggestion. Who, who subbed that in? That was our very own Sean Martin. Oh, bless his in, cotton uh, socks. Sent in from post- uh, Postcard from Pluto. Postcard also with from a, Pluto. a slew of other cracking ones as well. Oh, I look forward to seeing what else he's got for us. So thank you very much, Sean Martin. We'll be using Postcard from Pluto as one of our films this week. Lovely jubbly. Right, well, we've got our genre. We've got our film titles. I can't help but feel, Jack, that our executive producers are going to want to get in touch. So this week, I've left my mobile phone on for the purposes of a less complex sound design. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm actually just going to actively call mine before they even get a chance to. Oh, okay. Whoa, ma. Hologram program activated. That light just blasting into your room there. Is that a hologram? Um, I, well, I suppose it must be. I mean, I left my mobile phone on, but yeah, apparently a hologram is, is the means of communication for this week. I, I guess I'll, I'll just, I'll just see what that's about then. Yeah, hello?
3: Hello, it's, it's, it's Marjorie here from the International Federation of Nuns.
0: Of of Nans, like the grandmas, not not nan bread. Yeah,
3: also known as the Global and Regional Alliance of Nans, or Gran for short.
0: Okay, you you probably should have led with that. That that's pretty clever.
3: Well, I only just thought of it, I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, how can I help you, Marjorie?
3: Uh, also, the International Federation of Nans. We're we're, we're basically looking at um, at working with you on this film, but uh-huh. one small problem. Uh, I, I had to have my son Harold set up this um this hologram. So, what we'd like you to do with with your science fiction film is just make sure that all of the science and all of the technology is is expl- easily explainable to your elderly relatives. Um, could you give me an example? Like, well, I'm sorry, dearie, but I, I I can't even work the computer, so I I can't. Uh, I can't explain to you, really. I, I just, I just want you to make all of the science, sciencey and technology bits, really accessible to the over nineties, um, <laughs> the, the, you know, so that they can easily understand how to use the telephone, how to make the hologram, you know, when the sounds not coming through on the hologram or whatever.
0: Right. Okay.
3: I tell you, it's been a night... I'm up on the International Space Station at the moment. Uh, it, it, there's so much technology, it's very hard to understand.
0: Well, I mean, it, if the technology is so difficult for you to understand, why is there an entire federation of you? What, Like, why not just settle down somewhere nice? Like, you know, Torquay.
3: Who's going to take care of the nan business? We have Could serious you... nan legislation that needs passing. <laughs> what intergalactic
0: nan <laughs> business?
3: Well, we're the Earth sector, yes. We have the, the, parli- <laughs> the intergalactic parliament of Nans. Oh, yeah.
0: right, okay. So you've got, like, Martian grands, that sort of thing as
4: well. Yeah,
3: well, we discuss um, s- s- serious cross-planetary uh, domestic issues, such as um, crochet, uh, how long you can leave ham before you have to eat it, uh, What what the best brand of orange squash is. Okay. And what biscuits grandchildren prefer?
0: And this isn't something you could just discuss, like on on a local sort of neighbourhood level.
3: Well, you know, it's good to have cross pollination ideas with with other Nans.
0: Sure, sure. Well, okay then. I've
3: closed all the leisure centres.
0: Intergalactically, there's no, there's no leisure centres on Neptune anymore.
3: To be honest, is the only place I can come for a cup of tea and a natter.
0: All right then, Marjorie. Well, it's been lovely speaking to you. I'm going to hang up the hologram now.
3: Really easy to understand, remember?
0: Yep, really easy to understand. Yep. Yep, yep.
3: Okay, can you turn it off now, Harold?
0: No, I'll turn it off, Marjorie. It's okay. Okay, okay. Okay. Goodbye. Bye, Marjorie.
4: Hologram program deactivated.
0: I don't want to do this podcast anymore. The International Federation of Nans, or I think what she said that seemed slightly cleverer was the Global and Regional Alliance of <laughs> Nans, or Gran for short. Yeah, I love that it was global and regional, like nothing in between, like multinational. In just yeah, well, global. It's, it, it was global and regional, and then and then very quickly became intergalactic. Yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna. Because obviously we know we're running short on time today, so I'm just going to give my producer a call. Yeah, call, cool. call. Cool.
2: Um, hello, Jack. Hello. Um, it's me. Um, Nottingham Forest manager Sabri Lamucci. Mr.
0: Lamucci, it's an honour.
2: Um, I'm just, I'm just going to cut to the chase here. Um, I heard what you made Matthew do a few, a few weeks ago. Um, very. Very angry about it. Um, it was actually
0: David Beckham, as as you recall.
2: Well... Not um, 100% not me. That is a very good point, but um, I've already made the phone call now, so um, here's what's going to happen um, in your sci-fi film. Um, you are a proud Welsh man, yeah? Yes, I am. Blow it up. Excuse me? Just, just blow Wales up, like this... Um,
1: <laughs> right, you fucking listen here.
0: Of
2: I don't the know face where. Of the earth, um, just that is that is my demand. Um, just destroy it, level it. Um, everyone that lives there, everyone that's ever lived there previously. Um,
0: Hang on, <laughs> Lamucci, to Lamucci. Listen here, Lamucci. You um, big.
2: You, you fuck with my club, you, you fuck with my club, um, I, I get my well, revenge.
0: I hope you fucking know, I'm, I'm digging up Nottingham Forest Football Club, moving it to Wales before I fucking blow it up, so <laughs> you best prepare yourself for that, Lamucci, you big
2: dick. It's fine by me, um, it means we don't have to play Cardiff City um, or Swansea again, because they're both shit. As is Wales. <laughs> Yo, oh, right.
0: Well, I, didn't, I don't care about football, but you fucking crossed a line I went now. to
2: Cardiff once. It was a shithole. Uh, um, <laughs> I, oh, man. Millennium Stadium. Um. Suck specific. my dick. It is like a kid's park. Um. I hate the Welsh, everything about them. Um. You hear you. this, Lamucci? I'll,
0: I'll do this for you, but after this, I'm coming for you. Good luck. Well, uh, let's just hope that I don't get the blast radius too big and take out Wales along with France, you fucking
2: bastards. I mean, that, that's physically not possible. Um, you'd have to take out the entire United you, Kingdom. You, uh,
0: you think I'm taking Wales out and leaving the rest of it?
2: Uh, yes, because I say you have to. It's just Wales. No! Destroy Wales and only Wales. <laughs> I mean, every last bit of Wales, destroy it. Okay, I'm going now. Fuck you.
0: This is This this is this game's gone too far. This isn't a joke so anymore. I think your
2: phone's ringing again. What? Go fuck yourself.
3: No! <laughs> ah.
0: Jesus, that's That's bleak. That's really personal. I no comment. No comment well it seems like we've both got our work cut out for us this week so i i guess we should probably just crack on with it shouldn't we jack i'm happy staying here actually we've, we've got to get... i feel like i'm never going to be in this moment no, again we've, we've got to so... get our work done jack so you know you got to do what you got to do <laughs> you... <laughs> son of a bitch lamucci well with the power of editing jack i'll see you in a few seconds Come, and beth don't know what that means it means Wales forever. <laughs> well, not forever, because you've got to blow it to the ground, apparently. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to episode six of Mockbusters. How did you get on with that, Matt? Do you know what? I actually I actually enjoyed this one I've, I've been on a bit of a dip for the last couple of episodes really struggled with it i i really enjoyed this one um so so i'm i'm pretty excited to share what i've come up with what about yourself great well i wouldn't i wouldn't say i enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> um that's really that's say, really setting the bar to <laughs> really low i finished it i did it um but you know, uh, Frank, frankly, I repulsed by the the idea that I was even, oh dear, asked to create Well. but before we get on to that, we'll we'll start with nicer, more positive yes. things and introduce our guest judge for the week. Our guest judge this week is a wonderful actor and musician. It's the very talented Mr. Dylan Orcock. How are you doing, Dylan? Hello, you're a complete flirt. Hello <laughs> I'm, I'm very good. thank you.
4: I'm very good. How are you? yeah
0: we're not bad. I mean, the, I think it'll take a turn for the the worse slightly when when you see what I've created. yeah we'll see. but all that in its time now before we carry on and get into the sort of the swing of of what we had to work with, Jack, I've got a bit of a confession to make to yourself and our listeners um so towards the start of the podcast when myself and jack were introducing ourselves and the concept of everything i identified jack as the first person from our year at east 15 that i met i've since Ah. also remembered that the Mm -hmm. first person i did actually meet was at my east 15 audition was of course mr dylan alcock
4: absolutely fierce rivals Fierce rivals doing the same speech. yes
0: we did the same monologue um dylan got up yes. did his was amazing um and i had to change everything do it completely off the cuff like i've just gotta try and be different to what that and oh well, you you did marvel oh, thank you darling but uh yeah yes, so wasn't. sorry about that jack um yeah turns out you weren't my first what? So you, we just you're just gonna kick this off with the guest immediately <laughs> by just trying to turn us against each what? other? I see. I see you. I transparent. I see you. Unbelievable. Look, I'm here for the drama, Jack. So obviously we know each other, Dylan, through uh, through East 15, but yes. we've also kind of done a, a couple of similar yeah. things since, right? Because you also you've been in and also MD'd on News Review.
4: I have. Yes, we're all News we Reviewees. News Review alumni. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: No, I'm more multi-talented than than me and Matt, though. You uh, combined, are, uh, combined on the the oh,
4: well, on the piano as well. You're well. It's entirely thanks to you both that I that I even chased it in the first place. So I, I'm indebted to you uh, that uh, and that you said I could MD it because I probably wouldn't have done it otherwise. You know, um, but uh, but yes, you know, I'm chasing the triple threat now. I'd quite like to direct next time. Wicked. But, you know. Oh, I thought you were going to say dancing. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! No, <laughs> I'm now the choreographer no. as well. <laughs> As I'm sure it'll come no surprise to you, that was the thing that I was worst at Oh no, stop (laughs) Oh, me too, me too I was actually really good (laughs) I really enjoyed
0: the dancing Well, unfortunately, that's not something we can really incorporate into No, no Into Mockbusters, the choreography's kind of fallen by the wayside. Yeah, yes, this suits suits me much better, I've got to (laughs) say Excellent, right, so um before you joined us Dylan, myself and Jack spun our plot device and we were given a genre and some film titles to work with uh on mm. our motion picture this week. So, Jack, what genre did we have this week? So, I think this is this is to put into context, on a couple of different episodes we've had people come on as guests and we've ended up unfortunately drawing the genres that are their least favorite things in mm-hmm. the world. Uh-huh. So with Tiff we had horror, she hates horror. With yeah. Steph McGuinness we had westerns. Mm-hmm. She hates westerns. Yep. <laughs> Tonight I think we've ended up with the opposite which I'm very yep. pleased about. Um the genre we've got for this week is sci-fi. Way,
4: brilliant. So very good. You'd say you're a self-confessed sci-fi fan, right Dylan? I am. Yes, I think the things that I like I like very much. Yeah. I've yeah. spent I've spent um the lockdown watching all of the Star Wars films that I've never seen all the way through good choice right. and i have to say yes i have to say i'm not a convert particularly <laughs> it's not my favorite thing i've ever seen but i did have fun and my favorite which i would think is not a popular choice is rogue one actually. dylan i one completely
0: I agree i completely agree that rogue one is the best I one i agree with you
4: very good Ah, brilliant like mine yes so we're all on the same the same uh yes wavelength. and uh, you've you've yes. seen an
0: episode or two of doctor who as well haven't you dylan would you Oh, just, just one or two. <laughs> uh, so a, a, a peek behind the curtain, Dylan, is a, is probably the biggest Hoovian I know, except maybe my dad. My dad is a massive Whovian. So we have the genre of sci-fi. And Matt, do you want to give us some of the film titles that the plot device yes, generated? Yes, so we actually did something a bit different this week, Dylan. So um, for the past couple of episodes, we've been asking listeners to uh, message in with film titles they would think would be funny. So we've now started to incorporate oh, yeah. one each week. Um hmm. so the ones that our plot device randomly generated were Angel of New Earth, right. yep. Blind by My Planet. But what's interesting to point out about this one is blind is spelt wrong. It's spelt with two D's for Completely <laughs> inexplicably, it is it is spelt blind by my planet. It's
4: a double it's a double D blind. Yes. Mm. Our our generator
0: quite often yeah. makes very <laughs> very obvious mistakes. We can't tell if it it tried to go for blinded and just fell. fell at the final hurdle (laughs) next up we had some storms it's just it's just some storms (laughs) then these next two are absolute crackers so we had the souls of the boyfriend yep the souls of the boyfriend and a glorious entry here with woman in the husband (laughs) i've cracked up every time i cannot get through saying woman (laughs) in the husband without chuckling (laughs) Um, and then finally, uh, we randomly picked one of our uh, listener suggestions, and we got mm-hmm. this absolute perfect suggestion from Mr. Sean Martin: postcard from Pluto. Oh, it's quite sweet, that isn't that actually it? Sounds good, that. yeah. It does, yeah. does it? Works out very well. Aside from that, Dylan, we also got contacted by our executive producers. So Jack had a really interesting one. Do you want to? Do you want to tell Dylan who called you up? So. I got a call from... uh, I'm just going to try and read this because I had to write it down because it's quite a complicated name. I got a call from Nottingham Forest Football Club's manager, Sabri Lamucci, uh, who's a, a French football manager... And to give a bit of context to this, a couple of weeks ago, Matt, unfortunately, was asked to make a film glorifying Nottingham Forest Football Club's famous rivals, Derby County, uh, which he found very difficult to do uh, because it goes against everything that him and his family support and stand for. Mm -hmm. So this week, Sabri Lamucci called me up and he said that I have to make a sci-fi film... In which Wales is destroyed. He was—he was very specific and explicit about it, though, like that it has to be leveled; that there can be no survivors. Yeah, and, and um. he also said that uh, there couldn't be any damage to any other country either. No. So there's a perfect destruction oh. down the England-Wales border. Yeah.
4: <laughs> what about the the Welsh people who aren't currently living in Wales? Immediately evaporate. Ah, right. Yeah, yes. immediately yes. eviscerated. <laughs> It is. It is a literal. Claim. He was. Yeah. He was
0: totally. He was weirdly, oddly specific about all of this. Like he is He 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 had a a point to prove. Did Sabri Lamucci, so yeah. <laughs>
4: including specifically Jack Ayres, London-based actor and VO. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, actually, I'm actually I'm in Wales now. Uh, I I'm in Wales at the moment. Get out of there!
2: <laughs> I know, I Jack. Know. You're in can, grave danger.
0: I can see the space laser lining up over my head as we speak. <laughs> Oh, and God. Matt, you had uh, a call from a, a producer as well, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so I had a call from Marjorie, um, who is a <laughs> member of the what was it? The the uh, galactic she's actually the chairman. Oh, she was the, the chairman. Uh, yeah, yeah, of the International Federation of Nans. Wasn't it intergalactic Federation of Nans? Uh, it wasn't. Although that would have made a lot more sense. Ah, oh, yes. Well, either way, she basically she is chairman of this organisation um of intergalactic nans. So these are nans from all across the galaxy that get together and discuss mundane things such as uh christmas presents for grandchildren, um favorite biscuits, that sort of thing. And basically she want she wanted me to make a sci-fi film. Um where all of the technical jargon is really heavily explained because th- they want to pitch it to the 90-plus demographic, basically. So I had to create an in- incredibly um, <laughs> exposition, instruction-heavy sci-fi film that's catered towards uh, the 90-plus generation. Mm-hmm. Non accessible um, Non accessible Why didn't I think of that? Nan-accessible. Oh God, I wish I could have put that in my trailer. That's it's brilliant. Like
4: That's a spin off of Mi- Mission Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so,
0: with that in mind, Dylan, mm. whose trailer would you like to hear first? We're putting that ball into your court.
4: I have so much anticipation for, uh, for uh, you know, in a completely objective way for it seeing the entirety of Wales destroyed. And therefore, I feel like um, that should come last. <laughs> okay. So, therefore. Um, since uh, I'm probably turning into something as a technophobe my, myself, I, I probably better hear that first, you know, warn myself in.
0: Okay, cool. So, <laughs> in that case, Dylan, are you sitting comfortably?
4: Oh, I could literally could not be more comfortable currently.
0: Okay, then get ready <laughs> and listen intently because it's very <laughs> exposition heavy. This mm. is my sci-fi film.
1: It was supposed to be a routine exploration of our galaxy.
4: We're under attack! The Force
1: Shields are up. We should be okay. Ah, yes. The Force Shield. That will protect us. In the same manner in which you would treat the wood of a new shed in order to preserve its infrastructure. And all I had to do was slam this massive yellow button that says shield. How immensely accessible. But this team of space explorers, who were basically like the Navy... But in space, we'll be pushed to their limits. Oh no! That last hit took us down to 10%! How can you tell? If you look on this screen, right-click the shield icon on the top right, scroll down, and double-click about this shield, and then it'll tell you in massive writing. All systems also come with a print manual, as well as 24-7 support. Unfortunately, in the time it's taken for me to explain this, we've gone down to zero. (sighs) One more hit and we're down. (laughs) Attacked by a band of space chaps, they'll take extreme measures. Hello, combat. Engage emergency landing protocol. Captain, you have to hold the button, Dune. Oh, right. Hello, combat. No, no, you have to hold it until you finish speaking. Hello, combat. Engage emergency landing protocol. Did it work? No, no, you've got to let it go after you've finished or it'll get confused. <laughs> Crash landing on a nearby planet. It's a miracle we all survived. What planet is this? It's not technically a planet. It was demoted to dwarf planet a few years ago. You mean, we're on Pluto? Affirmative. With their ship grounded, how will they escape? Captain, I found the ship's assembly instructions. The engines are destroyed, but we can get the facilities up and running. If we could just find a means of communicating to Earth, we can survive on what resources we have until rescue comes. But how will we communicate with Earth? With this. Is that a space postcard? Aye. It's exactly the same as a regular postcard, but it delivers itself. You just pop the address on and fucking launch it into the air. Saves a fortune on stamps. How long will they have to wait? Right. Right. I'm gonna whack these space beans in the microwave. How do I get it to start? It's been unplugged, so you have to reset the timer before it'll work. Oh, for God's sake. How far will they test their friendships? Bloody hell, it's chilly on this planet. With it being so far from the sun. Oh, turn the ship's thermostat up. The space radiator's not come on yet. Ah, oh, Simon, you fool you left it on timer how many times do i have to tell you you have to flick this little switch on the dial well excuse me for trying to keep the space gas and electric bill down critics are calling it really easy to understand with screenings featuring massive subtitles and turned up really fucking loud and featuring original music from randy newman Ooh, I can fly so high The instructions make it clear As to how and why Space I'm gonna go to space So set your phasers to stun By flicking the red button on the handle No, up a bit Other side yeah, the red one. There we go. Postcard from Pluto. Coming soon.
0: Very good. I I, very, I understood all of that. Great. So, mm. That is my non-accessible uh, sci-fi blockbuster postcard from Pluto. Postcard from what's Pluto. an adventure? I felt quite stupid to begin with. I was like, oh, "How has he got to like this? This postcard idea is like a, is a bit out there." I completely forgot that that was one of the titles. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs>
4: I, I I appreciated the really the really long way around to getting there as well in the <laughs> so do you want to talk us through a little so what what were some of the highlights
0: of things you taught us how to use in that trailer uh, so there was talking about how force shields work um likened to the building of a shed which um, I liked that yeah I didn't which realized ob- they came with 24 7 support as well yeah so. exactly yeah it's when when they're installed obviously you know they've They're going to be aware that technical issues do happen uh, and obviously we want to make it accessible for uh, space explorers of all ages. So yeah, 24-7 available via live chat or a good old-fashioned phone call. Uh, We did also talk about how to tell how good your shields are, like what the percentage is. Um, just because obviously that's an important thing to know, uh, as well as how to use uh, the ship's main artificial intelligence helper, uh, Combat, which is very much like Siri, and, and how you know you, you've got to be really careful with the button and, and how to properly ask it a question so you get your answer resolved and everything, uh, as well as also being able to use a space microwave, a ship uh, a thermostat, and 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 in- indeed a space postcard as well. Lovely,
4: lovely. You said you're a bit of a technophobe yourself, Dylan. Did you? Yes. Did you get anything out of that? I appreciated the, you know, the uh, the examples you gave uh, that I might understand, such as the uh, such as the navy and uh, and what a shield might might represent. I mean, obviously, your your target uh, audience here is uh, is the elderly, mm. presumably. Yeah. So, I mean, have you uh, thought about in in attracting your your demographic getting them to something as outlandish as a cinema in the first place.
0: Um yes, so it, it, there's going to be 90 plus exclusive screenings at local cinemas, obviously all perfectly shielded and everything. Uh, but we have also arranged to do um a visiting cinema as well, uh, which is kind of like the opposite of a drive-in in that instead of you driving to the cinema, the cinema drives to you. So um Uh, We've been putting them up in community centres, screenings in retirement homes, just really trying to make it as as accessible for for the elderly community as possible. I presume someone Mm -hmm. goes with that to set it up, because obviously they haven't seen the film yet, so they won't know how to, Uh, to set it up. Uh, yeah, but we do also, just in case they do want to get involved, we also do include, and it hankers back to a time of nostalgia when you actually got a, a pre-show when you went to see a film, so you got a bit of a double feature, so uh, with the release of this you get the optional uh, pre-feature feature that is basically about setting up the film and everything, um, in case they want to do it themselves. Uh, but we do also, um, send it round with a bloke called Keith uh, to set it up if they can't be bothered.
4: Is he a handsome young man? He's
0: gorgeous. He's gorgeous, and the Nans love him.
4: They absolutely love a- him. Excellent. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Well, that definitely fits the criteria. Exactly. It's definitely something that, that that you know we can knit things for. Exactly. For Presuming, of course, Matt, it's not you. Right? Uh, it is.
0: It isn't me. No, no, no. It's not me. Mm. Um. Although Nans do love me. Oh, lovely.
4: And have you had any
0: um, thoughts on casting within mm. this film? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we had Jason Statham uh, as the captain, uh, as as you could hear. So he, um, he's he's appeared in in several films now. Yeah. Well, we've got a good working relationship now, so we know we we, we just get on really really well. Okay. Um, and, and then we did hire some unknown actors, um, but they weren't very good, so we quickly recast it with uh. <laughs> <laughs> with 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 katherine tate on, on board uh, yes. the ship she, she, great with uh with old people yeah Catherine yeah exactly tate, exactly <laughs> um and the ever charming david tennant i mean i have to be a bit skeptical here in that aside from jason statham of course mm-hmm. you you have just cast two people from doctor who well um, you know they know the genre people like them it's a draw so you've got marketing value there But above all, you know, they're talented. There's a reason they've done sci-fi before, and it's because they're bloody good at it.
4: Sure, but But then again, though, the thing is, is the fact that since people know that they've done Doctor Who, people know, uh, particularly since, you know, uh, Catherine Tate's character was part of the Meta Crisis. as I know that Mm -hmm. you know. Of of course, yes. um, uh, Both of them are are quite clearly au fait with Technobabble and, and such like, and therefore I wonder how easily you will sell this as a product for this level of explanation being required, you know.
0: I mean, it? Doctor Who famously, you know, resists talking down to its audience. This this takes the opposite approach, really, doesn't it? Yeah, well, of course. Well, I, well, I feel you know, Doctor Who is is predominantly aimed at a generation that grew up with the the newest iteration of Doctor Who, anyway. Uh, a, a generation that. Has grown up with technology, uh, being taught at schools and and just sort of grow, grown up with as a social thing. Whereas, obviously, there's 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 a previous generation that this is all new for, and they haven't grown up with it as a sort of you know a, an instinctive thing. Uh, so yeah. I wouldn't say it's talking down. I'd say it's talking to. Okay, so, I mean, kind of what I'm what I'm hearing there from you know the kind of succinct summary that you gave there is that mm-hmm. you think Nans are idiots. No, that's not at all. As I just literally just said, I'm not talking down, I'm talking to, okay? No, I just kind of heard, like, nans are idiots, nans are idiots, nans are idiots. Well, um, no, if you, if, you went, if you went to teach something to someone, right, you don't talk down to them. You don't say, oh, you're an idiot, right? They're not an idiot because they want to learn something new, right? So that's what that's they approach are an idiot, talk- though? Well, if they are an idiot, then that's their prerogative. And, you know, you're going to get idiots of any generation. But I'm not saying all nans are idiots, but some idiots are nans. So all nans aren't idiots, but all idiots are nans. Being a nan doesn't make you an idiot, (laughs) but you can be an idiot that is also a nan. The, The two, you know, they're not mutually exclusive.
4: Some, some sci-fi veterans now. It's an old enough genre for some of those people to be nans. Exactly, however.
0: exactly. And the, the way we wanted to make it accessible was we included things like microwaves and thermostats that, of course, people know how to use with the idea that, look, if you can operate a microwave, if you can operate a thermostat, you can handle space exploration. You not you're not army jobs. Yeah. Be the best. Exactly. That's <laughs> that's the approach we took. You never you never too old and that is the that is the core message of this film.
4: If you can microwave a meal, you can fly a spaceship, right? Exactly. Yes.
0: Exactly. Apart from, you know, literally every, you know, everything to do with space where um, you know, there very much is yeah. a, too old. Well, what's great is there is an entire um original song that Randy Newman does all about that. So, yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. And yeah. um, how was was Randy particularly excited to, to be involved with this project? Well, how did you get him involved? Well, it was really easy. We said hi, Randy. Um, we we liked your work on all the Toy Story films and the the other films. We assume you've done. Um, do you want to come on board and do something nice? Like just just something nice. Like it's it can be a bit of a heavy subject matter in this film, so we need you need to lift that up. Do it really nice. And he just kind of sung some words and we just recorded them. Yeah. And, and that I was mean that. ironically about that, you know, for a film that's that's meant to explain mm-hmm. things, uh I couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying. Well, I would say that's ageist.
4: Uh I wouldn't. So there we go. How did he take to, how did, how did someone as, you know, as, as classic and traditional as Randy Newman, uh, you know, take to, when when you sort of said Mm -hmm. to him, I'm thinking, you know, for the incidental music, which of course is proficient uh, with as well, um, that I want to do something, you know, a la Stranger Things um, uh, as the kind of sound of the, of the underscore. Um had he um uh, no, so he didn't he didn't do any of, of that
0: bit because he didn't want to do any of it. Uh, so we got we got we got a different person to do do ah. any of that. But for the stuff he did, you know, he was he was well on board with it because we paid him
2: a shitload of money. Okay. So.
0: Well for my money, that's um you yeah, know, that's I've I've heard enough. I don't need to I'm not gonna probe you anymore. How about you, Dylan? Have you got anything more to say? Uh I don't, no.
4: I, 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 I get the vibe of this.
0: Yes. Okay, good. Lovely stuff. Okay, so now that we've uh Now that we've heard Matt's trailer, (sighs) okay, it's time for me to play, (sighs) play is too positive a word for it. It's, It's time for me to just reveal Destruction of Wales. Oh, it's not as bad as all that, Jack. Fuck you, is what I'd say to that. So, without further ado, here is my trailer.
1: We knew this day would come. The day our worst fears would be realized. Glyndur is dead. The Republic has fallen. They are coming. They are coming. Wales will fall before the week is done. You must not fall with her. Go. Go. I said go!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your Emperor. Hello. Emperor Farage here. In three days from now, the Republic of Wales will be annexed in order to make way for a new county of England, Arshampton. I'll be leaving all the logistics in the hands of Grand Inquisitor Pretty Patel.
1: Yes, Master.
0: The Welsh had been forced not only to flee their home, but their very planet. Aboard the spaceship Pridwen, they formed a ragtag camp on the planet Pluto. The last bastion of whales in the galaxy. Prepare to activate the destruction laser, Inquisitor Patel.
1: There was only one hope. The druids predicted that on the third day, a true king of Wales would return. An angel to liberate the people.
0: Lasers, find Emperor Farage. Activate de Welshification in three, two, one. Did you really think I was going to blow Wales up? Absolutely fucking not. Come on, Beth. What's that? Coming down from the sky.
3: It's. It's.
1: That's right. Oh, it's me, Tom Jones.
3: And he's riding a dragon!
1: Come on, boy. We've got some work to do. And he's holding a daffodil in
0: one hand and a leek in the other, and he's using them to just smack the shit out of everything in his way. What's new, pussycat? Whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. <coughs> it's good, whoa! It's good. The green, green grass of home. Angel of New Earth. Please stand for the national
1: anthem. My hand, blood, ven, had I, and an oil, me, blood, per
0: the cantor, in en, wagyon,
1: ovri, a gural rebel.
0: I'm call us and I it all <laughs> your <love.
1: laughs>
0: I couldn't do it. So I'm just going to address the dragon in the room here. Um, You completely, not only did you ignore your executive producer's request, you did the polar opposite. That was the most non-Welsh-destructing event. So I'm assuming that means you've got no funding. Um, I'm I'm assuming Sabri's going to, you know, rip the roof down to try and and get get this vetoed. Look, look. Yes. Okay. I might have, I I, I realised I might have disqualified myself here, but you know some things, frankly, are more important. I was not about to let the land of song be annexed by Farage and his cronies. So I rewrote the narrative. Yeah. Do you worry for your
4: future career, um, Jack, beyond this? Um, my future career in what sense? Well, you know, people talk, and you know, you you saw what happened uh, with cats. That uh, has knock-on effects to people who were involved.
0: Yeah, it only has to take one executive producer to say, well, I gave him all this money to do this very mm. simple thing, and he did the complete opposite, so don't hire him. If it takes my career, if if that's the cost of um, Welsh liberation, <laughs> then... Then, God damn it, I am ready to put my life on the line right. <laughs> who do, who
4: did you Who did you get to play Farage?
0: Well, as you heard, we actually did manage to get pretty Patel, yeah, um, yeah, yes, well to play herself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we had famous impressionist Rory is it Rory Bremner that does... oh yeah yes yes, yes Rory, Rory Bremner, Rory Bremner yeah. does does an excellent, excellent Farage, Tom Jones obviously
4: features as well as as himself, so presumably it mattered quite strongly to you then to have you know the the inhabitants of of uh, poor old Wales be played by Welsh talent.
0: Yeah, we actually have the entire population of Wales in the film.
4: All 15 of them?
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, no, Tony couldn't make it, but... Oh, right, yeah. Um, the rest, the rest, yes. It was a, a Welsh cultural movement as well as just a film. Some films, they come out, they unite a people that were once divided. Um, this does the opposite of that, obviously. It, it You know, it really puts a firm fissure between Wales and the rest of the world, really. Yeah. But um, Wales is not blown up, and that that's the most important thing to me I, right I've, I've never heard Wales' national anthem, Jack. Have you not? Well, you heard me uh, me hash it out there uh, with, yeah. with real pride. Mm. It's long, isn't
2: it? It's, it does go on a
0: bit. Yeah. It's not longer than fucking God Save the Queen. Yeah, that goes on a bit, though. I just don't like national anthems just in general. I think we'd all get get stuff done a lot quicker if we just said "Derood Sandstorm." That's the national anthem. Mm. I want I want to speak about something you don't have, Jack, which seems to be any any sci-fi. What do you mean? They went to Pluto. They Did went they? to Pluto. It was also set in the future because as you heard it was the Republic of Wales. Right. Well, I would argue that being now set the a- emperor of the it's a dystopian so, Yes, film. to me, yeah. it sounds like a dystopian political drama uh, with elements of fantasy. Um, fantasy I, just, I wouldn't say that a dragon is particularly sci-fi. Um, you know, if if well, if Wales had been blown up by a massive fuck-off laser cannon, for example, That's I'd say it was going yeah, to happen. But it didn't happen. Yeah, but it was the, it was still there. The, the laser existed. Well, it may it may as well not have existed. Fiction. Yeah. Well, I I would just argue that it didn't tick that sci-fi box for me
4: well it's a good thing you're not judging it then isn't it jack can i, I just know. ask the process that that got you to deciding you know not not to follow that through was it was it budgetary constraints or uh
0: no it was immediately as soon as he said it um, ah. that i decided i wasn't going to do it so you didn't um, even imagine it or storyboard it or plot it or anything uh no i wrote it down on a piece of paper scrumpled it up and then kicked it into the bin on the far side of the room um are are you aware of the the um rising unrest um of the the community of Welsh against Welsh who who've desperately wanted to see their own country be destroyed. Um they they've been quite vocal, haven't they, with their with their protests and campaigns. Um well vocal, they've they've mostly been singing the national anthem, yeah, as as we often do on a weekend. Yeah, but haven't they been singing it ironically because they hate Wales? Uh, it's actually impossible to sing My hen Lardvin, had I ironically it's 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 actually illegal as well you right. can try it if you i don't like. think i will what would happen what would happen arrested immediately try it <laughs> so are you saying that wales is a police state no i'm just, I'm just saying if i want to ironically sing a national anthem you know that's that's freedom of speech yeah well, you're you're also free to be chomped down on by a dragon with tom jones on his back if that's what you want to do i'm just saying a couple of weeks ago jack i was faced with something i desperately didn't want to do and I came through and I did it, and I didn't even win for it. So, in um, uh, in in what way is that supposed to to encourage me? Well, if anything, Jack, it's just you sold yourself to out, say, and it didn't work out. Yeah, in a way, it didn't work out. I didn't win per se, but you know what? I did well by my executive producer. I did what he wanted. So you lost. Well, I, you could say I lost, but what is winning? Yeah, what I, is losing? I, yeah, I could, and I would. I think okay. <laughs> I played the game. I played the game and I followed the rules.
4: Well, what what so so presumably then um Jack, what do you think the the intended uh, uh the intended audience for um, for for Matt's film uh would make of yours? Uh because uh, of course um you've got a step further than technical jargon and uh, you've included Welsh. I I
0: res- I resist the uh the implication that uh Welsh is worse than technical jargon uh for a for a start. Do you speak uh, living, much Welsh, Jack? I've been taking Welsh classes for the last uh, twenty-five weeks. So, and how are you doing? I don't recall. Don't recall much technical jargon. It's took me twenty-five weeks to learn. <laughs> okay,
3: I'm. I'm.
0: I'm. A, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. No, actually, I'm not gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let. You sh- I'm. I'm gonna follow up with a tirade of swearing. Q. Uh, everything about you. I hope. I hope you die. I just call that sportsmanship. Was that enough technical jargon for you? Maybe if you yeah. did it in Welsh. <laughs> I haven't learned the swear words in Welsh because, uh, you know, priorities. Isn't
4: that the first thing that you yeah. learn when you're learning a foreign language?
0: Yeah. Right. Well, for me, for me, the, the prosecution <laughs> rests. Dylan, any, any final comments?
4: Uh, no no i i worry i worry for your career jack and i worry for your health as a result uh, uh, it's just concern i have for you really
0: <laughs> wow so bearing all that in mind now dylan we're going to move on to pitch fight which is where myself and jack are right. going to take it in turns uh to pitch 30 seconds uninterrupted as a real sort of final effort to secure your vote for the prize of mockbuster who would you like to hear first
4: uh, I I want to go in the order that we went in, so sure. i first, please. Okay. Yes. in
0: that case, three, two, one. Dylan, you like sci-fi. I know you oh. like sci-fi. Do you want a film that is actually sci-fi, that has followed what was set of him, that, you know, goes into all these amazing places, technical aspects, or do you want to watch a film that is the opposite of what it's supposed to be, features very little in line of sci-fi, And focusing more on political and fantasy elements, I don't know, Dylan. For me, it's an easy winner. Time. (laughs) Okay, my thirty seconds is going to start in three, two, one. I'm just going to spend my thirty seconds uh, singing excerpts of Tom Jones. uh, No, you can't. No, you can't because uh, that's copyright. She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa! She's a lady. I think that's that's short enough that um we can get away with. Um, what's new, pussycat?
1: Whoa, Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa! There's a lot of woes in Tom Jones, and that's my time.
4: Oh my god! Well, well, I have to say, I have to say, um. Matt, you know your 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 pitch is 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 interesting because um, I feel like it was it was made up um, almost entirely of why I shouldn't pick Jack's rather than why I should pick
0: yours. Well, I feel like mm. my trailer kind of spoke for itself. We you know we were discussing talking down stuff like that I don't want to talk down to you. I don't want to say you know I don't want to spell out the obvious. Mm. I just want to enlighten you to a, a different perspective. You know,
4: certainly, certainly. But then again, you could argue that Jack, in his his entire absence of of a persuasive, you know, uh, piece of oratory, uh, that he is uh, even more confident. Well, so of this victory. is this is
0: the thing that I I I can't agree with Dylan because he made a film that went against <laughs> against the principles with which he was set, and he then refused to pitch that film. He couldn't even justify it himself. We we have original songs by Tom Jones. You haven't got to them yet. That's that's a thing we have have you got some titles of what they are we've got um, uh, turn off that laser it's uh, turn off that laser whoa that, that's how it goes <laughs> and then we've got um uh, we've got um, escape to Pluto <laughs> oh baby I'm escaping to Pluto whoa, whoa,
4: whoa, 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 whoa. That, that's how that one goes yeah <laughs> We should have known this before. So so this is this is this is the point where I choose, is it? Yeah, you've got This to, is
0: the point. Yeah. who wins the esteemed title of
2: Mockbuster. Yeah, so
0: bearing in mind the we have we've been quite bad at looking at the criteria yeah. uh, um a lot of the time. So based either on just how, your own feelings or the criteria uh, did it fit the genre? Did you like the idea? And did it meet the producer request? And would you watch it? It's time for you to judge. So, Yes. You've heard everything we both have to say, Dylan. Yes,
1: I have. So, which film
0: on episode six are you going to choose as this week's
1: mockbuster?
4: I'm just going to have to pick Matt's film.
1: We, we set it up so dramatically.
0: <laughs> that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a dream in the edit, like
4: the perfect anticlimax. Uh, and and Matt's film was called was called Letters from Pluto, wasn't it? Postcard from from Pluto, Postcard from Pluto. Postcard postcard from Pluto. Yes, yes! Dylan, you have no idea how much
0: this victory meant for me, right? The last episode, I thought, Mm. I dared to dream, I dared to think, you know what, maybe I'm in with a shot of trying to cash up with Jack here. And at the the last hour, when Steph was just (laughs) dragging it on, like, yeah, Matt did this, Matt did this, Matt did this, but I'm going (laughs) to give it to Jack... (laughs) Yeah, she she t- flipped on her head uh, right at the end, and and voted for me because she said she felt sorry for me. Oh, well, I mean, I could have done that today, to be fair. <laughs> I don't, I don't need the pity. That this film was reward enough for me, Dylan. I
4: feel like I was backed into a corner. I cu- I couldn't have picked any other way,
0: Dylan. Dylan, <laughs> honestly, if I'd have lost this one. I really don't know what the point would have been in continuing the podcast because there just would have been no way I was catching up with Jack. But now I feel like I've got a fighting chance again. So thank you for instilling hope in my my blockbuster making abilities.
4: Although I will say that I do think from your trailer match that I do think that the first half so- sounds distinctly more sort of uh, exciting to me than the second. So if you're. Are you yet to make the film or has it been made? Uh,
0: it's been made. It's been made, yeah. And the. Oh, it's in the can. Yeah, and, and this. Yeah, the, and it's, admittedly. It's got a really boring second half. No, actually, the, the it's in <laughs> thirds, not halves. So it's a really good first third. <laughs> boring second uh, third. A, a bit of a meandering, you know, expositional middle section. And the yeah. third can only be described as sexy you've been looking at a lot of sexy so much granny porn stuff. jack so much cool, cool well i'll 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 lift that that sound clip that's that's going out into the world no my mom listens to this <laughs> that's also going in the clip <laughs> okay um on a serious note dylan thank you so much for joining us this week it has been a massive pleasure to have you on. Take us away with anything you want to plug.
4: Yeah, I I feel like I I have to plug since it's still since it's still available to you. Um, is uh, our uh, adventure of Isaac Saddlesore and the Curse of Nebot, uh, which is a Sherlock Holmes parody that we we did as a piece of online theatre. Um, I'm not in it, uh, but I I produced it and, and did some music for it uh in between uh, the time I spent doing knockoff um uh, music from uh, stranger things for Matt and uh, and Jack <laughs> <laughs> lovely uh, so, yes, so we'll link that stuff. in
0: the we'll link that in the show notes yeah. so you can you can go onto the show notes click on that and give it a watch they're very funny yeah, you're very kind. Thank you so much. And if we want to follow
4: you on social media, Dylan, what what do we need to do? Who do, what what account do we need to follow? Ah, well, I'm glad you asked, Matt, because I'm at uh, I'm at, at Dylan Alcock on all platforms, pretty much. And if you want to uh, if you want to find me on SoundCloud, I'm forward slash Dylan Alcock on there as well. So you know, hit, hit me, me up. Did that? Yeah, you managed to get your name without any numbers or anything. Great. Oh yeah, yeah. I've done very well indeed. I used to be, uh, I used to be at simply underscore corking, but uh, uh, (laughs) that's the most uh, you thing I've ever heard Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That has been dispensed with when I I became a professional. What a a shame. Great. Well, you can find uh, us
0: on, you can find us on, fine, I'm going to start this again. You can find, (laughs) you can find us on social media on at Mockbusters Pods on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, actually. Oh, yeah, we keep forgetting to mention Facebook, don't we? <laughs> keep forgetting to mo- to mention Facebook, although you can find us there. Yeah. Uh, and if you have any feedback or you want to send in any film titles, uh, you can send those in to Mockbusters Podcast at gmail.com. Also, uh, remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, If you enjoy it and share it with anyone that you think will enjoy it, because it really helps us out like you wouldn't believe. Well, this has been another delightful instalment of Mockbusters. I've been Matthew Biddulph. I have been Jack Ayres. And we've been joined by... Dillard Olcock. Lovely stuff. That's the first time it's gone seamless. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's the first time it's actually We're worked. still figuring it out. We we just keep forgetting to before we start recording. So thanks so much again, <laughs> Dylan. We'll see you soon. Ta-ra! Goodbye now. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye.